like 99.5% of all the valuable lessons that you get out of competing have nothing to do with the day of the contest. Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw, the producer, Scott McNally, myself, Big Ron Partlow. Welcome back to another episode. we got a Q&A episode here. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Ring the bell. There we go. Um, you know, I was really happy that Beef Stew knew about the bell. It yeah. means he's seen the show. You know? It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it made me feel good. You know, when someone finishes that sentence other than Dusty, I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're not totally alone. Yeah. There's actually a guy watching. <laughs> There's a guy watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, that's always great. And remember, IamMutant.com, uh, Mutant supporting the show big time. IamMutant.com, Dusty20, Big Ron20. Get your 20% off. Get on the website. Get your ISO surge and get on the gear. And uh, Scott, and our new shirts. Uh, big fan of the our new shirts. Yeah, the yeah, shirts all the way up to 5XL. Oh, yeah, all the way up to 5XL. Okay, they're and, out uh, now. They're out. Great. Yeah. yeah, very happy, very happy. And I've, I've heard great reviews on the big shirts. That Dusty shirt is apparently very popular and is uh, selling well. It's the, popular uh, with attention. the... Earn respect. Yeah, it was popular with the old lady at the grocery store. This, this old, yes. older black woman. <laughs> and she was like, she, I just saw her and she was looking at me and I looked at her and I said, oh, hey, or good afternoon. And she was like, oh, excuse me. I was like, yeah. And she was like, I really like your T-shirt. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Hey, Dusty, you'll be happy to know that I just had an old black lady who works at the grocery store tell me, hey, I like your T-shirt. Uh, that's, that's, funny, when you, that's when you slip her the with dusty 20 you get 20 percent off you well, could rock this that's what i told her phyllis it's like yeah phyllis no. this could be your shirt phyllis dusty yeah, 20 just was like she it. a big lady <laughs> did you tell her about the 5xl up to 5x <laughs> nah she wasn't that big but yeah i just yelled dusty 20 and then i took off yeah she's like she yeah and she shouted okay. out, ring the bell. She did. It was her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Phyllis. Yeah. 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 You know what's crazy is oh, Phyllis the... from Detroit, of course. Hello. <laughs> Apparently, Mutant is not messing around on getting those shipped out, though. Oh, People yeah. were tagging me when they were buying them and then tagging me like a day and a half, two days later with the shirt on. And I'm wow. like, wow. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> it's a great shirt. It's a great training shirt too. That's that's what I like about it. And it the it's one of those shirts that if you for me, I, if I wear a 2X normally, it'll be like tighter on the sleeves, you know, but not right. like not like I'm stretching as the sleeves guys, don't get crazy. But this is one right. of those shirts that like comes down and hangs loose, you know. So you yeah, can pass the elbow. Yeah, you can look like a sculpture. Elbow. With the sheet over it, still, you know what I'm talking. You know the look I'm talking about. Right. Oh yeah, I like that look where it hangs off the traps. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like yes. that look. And you look. can tell yeah, through they're... the shirt, like, oh, that dude's got upper pecs because it kind of the, the ridge is on the shelf oh, yes. there and it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's the only okay. place it touches on the front, and then the rest just hangs. Yeah, down, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You, you know what's great about that, Michelangelo. Is um, Sam, the guy who actually made, I think, the final decision on the shirt itself, the the material and the cut. Yeah. He went for it, and they weren't sure if I was going to like it. 
I was so there. Like when I got there, they they showed it to me, and they're like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "You got the long sleeves." And they're like, "Is yeah. that good?" I'm like, "Yes." So I saw that when that when that I was there for that conversation, and then afterward, when I was at uh, headquarters, George was talking with everybody, who was like, "So they they like the shirts." We weren't too sure, but because because it's not a traditional like soft t shirt material. Yeah, it's, it's not kind a of like. It's like a jersey type material almost, right? But very thin for a jersey, you know? Yes. Uh, but yeah, very, very nice for sure. But yeah, yeah. I, what's part of all of that? In the past. I saw it all. It, yeah. In <laughs> the past, I had I had a, a Gasp shirt that was identical to that shirt years oh. ago. And it was like my favorite back day shirt. Yeah. I had this back day yeah. shirt that just, I just couldn't stop wearing it. And uh, eventually blew some holes in it. And then I and then it got to the point where you, I couldn't get the stink out of it. Oh, you know, yeah. Those shirts. Oh, when you did this, like, and I like tried all the tricks, you know, vinegar and borax in the washing machine and soak it. And it just, fuck, it's just too much of me. There's just too much of me in that shirt. It's got to burn go. it at this point. That's all you can do. <laughs> burn it. Cerem- ceremoniously burn it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, of like, course. You know, like. Like sending a great warrior off to sea where you set it, set fire to the, the, <laughs> yeah. the casket. Exactly you push it out how I do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Some I have a friend pipes. shoot it yeah. with a bow and arrow that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get rid of a proper yeah. shirt. Archers! Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Hey, that shirt's totally. been there for okay. me. I owed it a send off. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I want to go. I want to go bagpipes and archers. Yeah, yeah. That's like a fucking it. great way to go. Even That's if I'm not quite it. dead yet, but you expect me to die soon, just just get it. Get over. it over with that way. Yeah. Bagpipes yeah. Bag yeah. and archers. If okay. I'm negatively yeah. affecting yeah. your life, do that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I want everyone to be there. So if it's a weekend, if you if you you know, I don't want to die on like a Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's like hard for people to be there. I want if you just even if you do it the weekend before, I'm not quite ready to go yet, but you can get everyone there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about timing. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. understand. That's what you'd say. I'd you understand. Know, sure. I get it. You guys are busy. Listen, there's a lot Body of traffic job. at the beginning of the week. So, yeah, yeah so, no, no, there's, there's, a, there's a big game next Saturday. I can't, I'm not gonna be able to make that. We got to kill yeah. Ron now. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> We can't get the dock next week. We can only get it this week. Um, okay, and remember, remember the Patreon Think Big Bodybuilding for the price of a cup of coffee. You Which can keep right a producer from being homeless. Thank you, guys. I'm drinking coffee today because of you. Thank you. Yes, yes. You stole the so coffee. Very much appreciated. <laughs> so we're excited to be here. We got a Q and A question. I hope everyone enjoyed the beef stew episode. And I guess uh, technically today will be Saturday for the viewer. Yes. So yes. it will be the day of the New York Pro. So we'll see how everyone does. Yes, we will. You know, you know, I like this sort of like I know that it's in the future a little bit. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. You know, we know what's going to happen. Almost. What's yeah. going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. So here was our first question oh, we that we had. It's kind of like our topic. Leading, yeah. Leading topic. Right. So yep. uh, PJ Lurker 420, which that's a very interesting name. On I, It just gets me thinking. I don't know. PJ Lurker 420 says, uh, just wanted to thank y'all for everything. Uh, made the switch from powerlifting into bodybuilding because of the suggestions made on a question I had asked a while back. I remember that. Uh, stage date is September 23rd. So he's committed now. And he asks, any tips or things that you wish you had known 
before your first show would be greatly appreciated. Thank y'all. I like the y'all. Thank y'all for the time and excellent content. TJ Lurker 420. Well, my first instinct is to break down the name real quick. Okay. PJ. So I see a guy in his pajamas lurking. And he's stoned. Yeah. So this is a pajama lurker 420. That's just what I think when I hear the name. See, I I saw him more looking through someone's windows at people in their pajamas <laughs> while smoking right? weed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one he yeah. is. He's definitely smoking okay. weed, but he's either a bit of a weirdo or a bodybuilding right. could be the one. Well, he watches our podcast, right. so it's a given that he's probably a weirdo. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. 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 He doesn't That's wear those PJs out in public, well, I hope. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I uh I I think it, the best advice oh man first show I I think that you know I think back to my first show and obviously that was the 90s and we were all really big on like peak week being like full of things to do you know that was back in the day when we manipulated like 10 different things even if we looked good uh, we still manipulated all 10 of them anyways cuz we thought yeah. we all had to um so I, I would I would say to to put all like ninety nine percent of your focus on getting as lean as possible ahead of time, and I know that yeah. that might be sound like a broken record lately. That's what I've been saying, but that's just what I f- have found is just the solution to all this peak week final week stuff is just have your glutes striated before peak week, and 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 you know you kind of got to do what you got to do, like you know. You might read in a book that, you know, this is the correct carbs for your body weight, but you might have to go lower than that. And you might have to, you know, might have to do some no carb days here and there. And you might just have to suffer a little bit more than what the formula or the article in Flex magazine says. Uh, my little 90s throwback there to the magazine. But yeah. you, uh, what's that? You, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. So just try, try not to get stuck on uh, formulas and numbers and, you know, everyone's different and, and, you know, you might just have to do what you have to do to get, to get ripped. Um, but, but make sure you get all the fat off the, the, you know, I know guys, like I hear people three weeks out, they're like, yeah, you know, I've got some water here. I'm, I'm going to do this and do that. I'm like, don't even worry about it. Just get the fat yeah. off. Like just get the fat yeah. off. Just be, be in a deficit, do your cardio. Don't cheat on your diet. Be hungry, suffer. It's coming. Just get the fat off. Yeah. So that would be, you know, one of my pieces of advice for first show. I think you, I think you nailed, and we, we've talked about this before, but just to add a little more is, in my experience, everyone thinks they're bigger than they are going into their first show. Yeah. So there, there becomes this fear of losing muscle that you don't even have. I was thinking the exact um, same thing. <laughs> You know, you've got to get you've you've like Ron said, you've got to get peeled. And and I will tell you this from being at I can't even tell you how many like entry level local level body event shows I've been to. If you are peeled out of your mind and flat and stringy, you have a chance of winning better than the guy who's full as a house and should be harder. So yeah. it's not it's not a mass contest at that stage. Um, no. I mean, it never really should be. But do not allow yourself to be so concerned with your muscle that you don't get in shape because you will just, 
I, I always like watching at the local level the the guy that's in okay shape stand next to a guy that's shredded and just look fat immediately. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the biggest thing. Um, and and I also really suggest keeping it simple. There's like Ron was saying about the peak week. If you look phenomenal and you did everything that Ron talked about two episodes ago and mentioned now, hey, if you don't know what to do, just keep rolling exactly as you are. I mean, you could yeah. literally roll into the show without a single change and be fine. Um, that, like you said, Ron, I used to laugh. I loved the idea back in the you know early 2000s, 90s for you that we would flatten ourselves out on purpose just so we could hurry up to try to fill back out as if somehow that I'm like, why are we turning left so we can turn right again and run like hell? Why don't we just stay full? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was that purpose, you know? So, you know, but, but keep it simple is, is the answer. I mean, if you're in a great place, make the smallest changes you possibly can. Um, you know, that, that's my first one. I, I can go all day. So what about you, Scott? Well, he asked, what would we do if you could go, like, what would you tell yourself? And oh, I got more answers. <laughs> yeah, I would say, so I remember with my posing, I really practiced posing and I really did it. You know, I, I put my all into it and we've talked about this before. I think I told you guys, I had like a VHS camera and I would set it up in my, my living, it was like a living room slash dining room in my little apartment. It was like a 600 square foot apartment I lived in at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. I would set that camera up and I would hit all my poses and then I'd go back, review it. And then I'd be like, okay, I want to do something a little bit different. My arm feels like it's right, but I need to bring my elbow up a little bit, you know? And then I would just yeah. not use a mirror, but I'd go back and practice, practice, practice. I really nailed my poses and it made me feel so much more confident on stage. That said, I wish I would have known how quickly the show was going to go that it happens in a heartbeat. It's gone. And something I did end up learning uh, later was to really just enjoy the whole process. We're like, you're rushing Mm -hmm. to get to September 23rd or whatever it was. And like, you just like, you're trying to do everything to get to that date, get to that date. And I found that like at my later shows, I just loved the process of dieting and being hungry and experiencing that and getting into this condition. Like I would literally stop and think to myself, you know, I'd be like working at the, 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 you know, soda company. I'm in a grocery store and I think to myself, you know what? I'm like the leanest person in this store right now by a long shot. I'm probably one of the least leanest human beings in this whole city right now. And I, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't even like a pride thing or a bragging thing. It was just like a sense of awe that I was exploring something that so few people would ever have the chance to explore and understand. So for me, it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm so grateful to have this experience. So don't forget about that. And the whole experience is going to be really quick on stage, but the important stuff is all happening right now every day. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's try to remember that like 99.5% of all the valuable lessons that you get out of competing have nothing to do with the day of the contest. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's all about like, you know, dealing with yourself, managing your emotions, managing yes. your, your, what you think are instincts, right? 
managing those little voices that are telling you, you know, eat it, eat it, eat it, fuck it, eat it, put it in your mouth. You know, like that, that sort of thing. And, and you're like, you're like, eh, I, I, you know, is this my instinct or is this just my brain begging for sugar? You know what I mean? Like people, mm-hmm. people have a hard time with that. And that's all, that's all the battles that we fight during prep, the, the stage stuff. I mean, how long are you on stage for at your first show, Scott? Like minutes? If, if that, day. you know, minutes. yeah, minutes. Yeah. Minutes. You know, if your class is small, it might be one round opposing. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. We'll see you tonight. And that's it. See you tonight. Yep. And then you got a one minute posing routine and then awards and like total time on stage, like four minutes, 75, you know, four minutes, 60 yeah, that's if you win. seconds, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. An extra 60 seconds. I was going to say you the, get to do the pictures with the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was going to say when you, when you change it to what you would tell yourself, um, when I was getting ready and competing and I knew I was going to compete, I had to go buy a posing trunks. And back then you would go to the store to buy them. And I remember I put them on in the changing room. And store. He was like, all right, come out. Yeah. yeah. He's like, come on out. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm in my underwear. And she's like, well, you're going to be in your underwear on stage as well. And I, I was like, huh, that's tricky. Uh, <laughs> so the two things that I realized at the show is number one, gonna be it's not underwear. that weird to be running around in your underwear because everyone else is. You're not the only one in your underwear. You're not the mall. That might be like, weird. Yeah. And then I also realized, because I, I had no desire and I never enjoyed the stage the entire my entire career. I didn't care. You can't really see a lot at those shows from mm. the stage. That's and true. that really set me at ease to walk out and realize that I could hear where my friends were, but I couldn't really see them because it was so bright. And I was yeah. like, oh. This isn't nearly as intimidated as I thought, you know, because I'm thinking I'm going to walk out here. I knew I was just okay. Wasn't very big, wasn't shredded. And it was, so it, it was almost a relief. And I wish I had it before because I had a little anxiety on this. Cause from the side of the stage, when you're about to go on, you can see the entire crowd. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, Oh, there's 2000 people here. <laughs> and then you walk out like, Oh, good. I can't see anybody. So that was good for me because I was not, uh, overly confident on stage hanging out in my underwear it was that uh that side of me of not caring and dropping my pants any time or place was later in life that's that becomes a bodybuilding (laughs) thing we all know i see your legs sure you're in the mall yeah legs off yeah let's go pants off you're in your underwear like what do you think yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it's all right i'm a bodybuilder someone's like put your pants up it's all right it's all right. I'm a bodybuilder. I train. Yeah. <laughs> Did have you, you seen, not see you the gallon that? bottle? <laughs> I have a jug. It's all right. Hello. <laughs> That's a good one. What else you got, Scott? All right. So I had some stuff from Patreon too. Um, Jim McDonald. Oh, got to hit them. Jim McDonald, one of our regular uh, contributors. I posted up a thread for all the shows, and I know that he meant this to be for it's just bodybuilding. He said. There's only one show that is probably appropriate for. Um, what exercises would you recommend for someone looking to give his woman a better time in bed? Or put un- put it another way, if you were training to be a porn star, what exercises would be a focus? That's super easy, and I already know what they actually do because I've had this conversation with male porn stars. He said, P.S., I upped the test recently, if y'all couldn't tell. So he's he's ready. Gym. He's getting the training in. 
I, I've had this conversation with male porn stars, like guys that work a lot. And the answer was the same for all of them. Huh. Um, the one guy told me he does 45 hard minutes of elliptical every single day because the first thing to go when you're tired is your dick. And there ain't got no time for that oh, yeah. in the porn industry because yeah. it's it. all about reliability. It's all about reliability and uh, keeping your wood and keeping your cardio because there'll be you'll be going along you'll be doing something that is like, all right, I'm getting paid for this. And then they're like, cut. They're like, okay, we need to move the lights. And then she's got a complaint about something. Oh, these shoes aren't comfortable. How much longer do I have to wear them? It's like, just keep them on for this part. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you're standing there and you got to keep your wood. And then they're like, okay, action. And, you know, there's been all this distraction going on. And you got to have the cardio so that you're, you're calm and all that. And they told me the same thing. They're like, the first thing to go when you get tired is your dick. So you got to have the cardio. The other guy told me that just- he, does hard, he does hard hit uh, like several times a week. He gets on the bike and just kills himself. Wow. Just kills himself. He wants to have that recovery, that that you know, get the heart rate back down, get the heart rate back down, like a fighter. Yeah. Between rounds, boom, boom, and um, and they all told me the same thing. It's all about having like really good athletic cardio ability because you're essentially a sexual athlete. Wow, this is you know? amazing. I just, yeah. I just yeah. love how everything works so well. You said round, so I'm picturing the guy. He's in the corner while they're moving the lights. You got a guy with a, yeah, yeah, you know, ding, ding, ding. His eye, Bring it. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your slap? You got hand someone putting an ice ice pack on the back of the neck, keeping his body temperature down. You know, <laughs> do they swallow the water? Or they just spit it into the thing. Never. Anyways, um. right, right, right. A certain amount of hydration. You know, your stomach too full. Yeah. No, but they, they all told me the same thing. They all told me the same thing. That makes perfect sense, like, though. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's the part that it's funny because every, you know, when, when he asks the question, he's talking about at home and that does make perfect sense. I mean, if you, if you're going to stop after 30 seconds, cause you're exhausted, I don't, I don't think you're blowing her mind. You got to make it to at least 40. And, I've heard. Seconds. Yeah. So the one guy actually said, he said he does uh 45 hard elliptical every single day, except for the days that he shoots. He doesn't train on those days. He goes in rested. He just gets up doesn't doesn't work out you know goes in just like the day of the show you know you don't just work like out before show. you go to the yeah. contest right yeah he gets a good pump which you know is yeah, from yeah. a pill yeah. um <laughs> yeah 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 right. actually another tip was the one guy told me the better your cardio is the less you have to rely on pills and then that essentially makes you more reliable over time oh yeah right. that's to him, that was that was what it was all about. It was reliability. He said, "My phone never stops ringing because I have amazing fucking cardio." Yeah. So, huh? Imagine that's that. a hell of a sacrifice. I hate cardio. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this all comes down to just I know people. That is all this comes down to. <laughs> no people. Normal people. Just normal people. All right, uh, Jacob from Patreon says, "Question for Dusty: um, Would you say?" Dante's extreme weighted stretches help prevent injuries. Does it help to build muscle? I would say yes to both if they're done correctly. That that is the dangerous thing. When you're doing weighted stretching of any sort, 
anything under resistance, you're already in a stretch dangerous position. So you have to be doing it right. You can't just randomly grab onto stuff with a bunch of weight on you and, and be smart even when you're working your way up. Like there does come a point like when, when I was doing, for example, the lat stretches where Dante just told me, he goes, listen, don't go any heavier. Just hold for longer if you want to. Like we don't need you strapping more than 150 pounds to your 310 pound body and hanging. Mm, Do yeah. the math, you know. But I, as far as putting on size, it absolutely helps because essentially to me, you're giving the muscle somewhere to go. You know, I mean, a flex, and it doesn't have to be extreme stretching. Being pliable, being, you know, flexible absolutely decides how much muscle you can put on. If I could go back in my career, that's one thing I did not do enough of. It would be putting an hour into stretching multiple times a week and just giving that, having supple muscle. Hmm. Right. Okay. There's lots of studies. I mean, it's all based on the the studies they have where they they take. I think they took uh, rats in the initial study and they they loaded stretched their leg muscles for like long periods mm-hmm. of time, and then the leg muscle that was loaded stretch had hypertrophy happen in it compared to the other leg that wasn't loaded stretch. So just right. loaded stretching by itself caused muscle growth. Although that I think they did it for like a pretty long period of time that wasn't quite practical, but at least it shows us that there is a huge trigger for loaded stretching, which is what we already knew anyway. So, right. All right. We just got one in here. Here it is. So somebody asked, uh, what dictates the pace at which you perform exercises? My patience. Your patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on the exercise. Like you know, uh, oxygen debt obviously is a big one. So like you know, a twenty rep set of leg press is going to be a couple minutes at least before I do my next set. You know, yeah. if I do my main set mm-hmm. of leg press and we're doing twenties or something. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if I'm doing like single arm cable side laterals and I'm training by myself, I might just blast through those like left, right, left, right, left, right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. ox- oxygen debt is a big one, but I'd say it's like at least a minute rest between sets, but oxygen debt is the kicker on like leg day and stuff. I'm not afraid to go three or even four minutes on like giant stuff back in the day, but I know Dusty right. doesn't even watch the clock. Dusty can have 10 minutes between mm-hmm. work sets. Sometimes I've trained with him. So, you know, Right, Dusty? Yeah, it really comes down to it really comes down to what, you know, h- how you approach training. The the thing that I look at is um like you said, different different movements require different things. Like if you're doing ladder raises and I'm training with Ron, he goes I go. That's it. There's no time. You know, but for example, if we were doing like a really heavy high rep leg press, if Ron got if I went first and Ron got done with his set and I'm still breathing hard, which is very possible, I'm not even, I don't even, my, my knee sleeves are on my ankles still. Like hmm. I wait until yeah. literally my breathing is 100% normal before I even start getting ready to do the set. Like, you know, I'm just yeah. zoned out. So I think the key there is there's got to be some semblance of consistency. And I'm not talking about exact minutes, but I do think 
when you train like I do and you allow yourself to have more time in between sets, that can be dangerous, not because of too much time, but because you let yourself get distracted. Now you're just talking to a guy because you're killing time. Like you need to stay in your workout on that yeah. time down, whether it's a minute or five minutes, you need to make sure you're still in your workout and can't start getting distracted or, or chatting with people. Like, you know, I treat that three to five minutes or more as just time to think about the next set. The only reason I'm resting is to make sure that set's maximized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never ever watch the clock at all until the last few years because we have a nice big digital clock on the wall at the gym. So I'm, I, I you know, we'll occasionally look up, I'll look up and be like, oh, it's, you know, 12, 22 and I'll do my mm -hmm. set. And then I'll just casually, when I go to do my next set, I'll look up and I'll go, oh, it's 12, 24. Okay. I'm doing right. about a set every two minutes, <laughs> you know? Um, yep. But, you know, and then, but I think through most of my life, I actually, I actually used to pay attention to my music in, in the terms of like, I would do a work set and I'd be like, okay. I, I want to get my second work set in before this song ends because it's like a four minute song. So right. I want to get my next work set in before this song's over because then I know it's, you know, because, you know, in, in, in the formula for intensity is, you know, weight times reps over over time, like how much time, volume yeah. in how much time. So, you know, if your rest periods are always the same, like if Dusty's always taking 10 minutes between his bent rows and his deadlifts or whatever, as long as he's mm -hmm. always doing that, then his progression makes sense, right? You know, his, yeah. yep. but if he all of a sudden cuts his rest periods down to a minute, then all of his loads are going to change. So now his like everything in his head, all his math is going to change. And, you know, so it can, consistency is kind of what counts because you're, you know, the, in the progressive overload style of training, you want very few variables to be adjusted at once, yep. you know? True. So, yeah. Very true. All right. So we talked a bunch about water on uh, one of the previous episodes and uh, Taylor says, is it cool to include coffee and intros? Um, and even not for myself, but let's say diet soda um, to count that as your total water for the day. Broskis. I, I always, no. I always, <laughs> I always, yeah, I always kind of did, but that's cause I drank mostly water anyways, but, I always felt mm -hmm. like everything else was water. I mean, caffeine's a, um, caffeine's a diuretic. So if you're pounding like a gallon of coffee, then, you know, now you have a diuretic, you know, you gotta make sure that you're, you know, balancing that out. Um, but right. like, you know, if, you know, I, I, if I used to put a little bit of, you know, the Kool-Aid squirt in my, my two liter jug or whatever, I would still count that as water, right? That's, you know, yeah. but I, I was also very conscious in that I tried to drink just water a lot of the time because yeah. I thought that was the mm -hmm. best thing to do. Like, I know there's guys out there that like, haven't drank a glass of water for like a year. Everything has like heavy doses of flavoring squirted into it all the time. And they haven't had like an right. actual drink a glass of water. They're like, what is this? You know, <laughs> but I was a big water guy. So I didn't really like, um, you know, I didn't really, I, I didn't like not include my other fluids, but yeah, Dusty says no. So again, it's just as long yeah, as you're consistent. I balance, but, but but here's the line, though, and this is why it's funny that, that I said no, is I look at things that cause people problems like diet sodas and things. Mm -hmm. I know people who will drink Diet Cokes all day and not drink water. But at the same time, yeah. if my client told me I'm drinking two gallons of water a day with crystal light in them, I'd go, that's fine. 
And I know that sounds yeah. funny because the first ingredient of a Diet Coke is probably water. Yeah. But I just want to manage how much of those things people are bringing into their stomach for digestion and everything else. Yeah. Um, I would do a caffeine. gallon. Yeah. I would do a gallon of Crystal Light minimum every day during all my preps and a gallon of water every day as well. And then if I wanted to have two Diet Cokes, I was fine with it. Like yeah. that was yeah. just, I consider those a treat more than fluid. I just think that that's the danger line you run into is next thing you know, you're like, well, I drank plenty. I mean, I drank two, two liters of diet Coke today yeah. and I had a glass of water. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I'm a little behind on my cap- water. I got to get a couple more diet Cokes in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you know, you got 800 extra milligrams of caffeine by the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. pissed out that much more electrolyte and all that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. I, I've had an interesting observation happen to me um, a few times, like in the last couple of years. I don't think I've ever mentioned it, but I get up in the morning and my morning habit is, you know, I try to drink, I drink like a big shaker of water, I pound one down and then I sit down with my morning coffee and it's a nice big cup of coffee. I mean, you guys have seen my, my Boba Fett mug here. I mean, this is like, this is like <laughs> probably over 500 mils, right? Yeah. And I'll sit down and drink like a nice huge cup of coffee. Like it's easily, uh, uh, you know, a grande or whatever the big one is venti. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, I'll drink that and I'll, then I'll have my breakfast. So I'm like awake for like two hours before I eat my breakfast. Cause I get to work. Um, but I have noticed that some mornings, you know, you're just not thinking you're not focused. You, you kind of forget. I'll sit down and drink my coffee without drinking my shaker of water. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll be sitting there, you know, typing an email, answering a WhatsApp. You know, I'm I'm a maybe one of these deep already. And I'll notice that I have like a little bit of a cramp in my hamstring or something. Huh. Or my, you know, so whatever I've trained the day before, like my pec might have a little bit of a twitch or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like diureticing myself with this massive caffeine hit. Hmm. And I haven't drank any water or put any electrolytes in at all. So I just slept for eight hours and pissed a bunch of times. Then I got up and dumped a bunch of diuretic in. And now I'm actually having like a, a, a very early stage cramp occur. So now I really know I have to put some fluid in. With you how lean wa- Ron so walks around. He's probably like stage ready at that point, Dusty. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wakes up in the morning yeah. and he actually looks in the mirror and goes, I could go now. I just drink a cup and, of coffee. I say that I could do it. Yeah, I say, flush a little I, more I like water. That I can say that semi joking and not be joking. Yeah, yeah. I actually know how lean he is now, and I'm like, uh, let, let me ask some both of you guys because I think one thing I've noticed when I'm looking at the responses to the questions and the comments are how many people are realizing the importance of like you know you guys were going off about the sodium in the you know, in the pre-workout or the intra-workout. Do you think that water is still one of the most commonly thrown off things with bodybuilding? Because often for me, when someone complains of digestion, all I got to do is increase their water and yeah. the digestion is fine. A lot of times. I, I've, like, I, I think I mentioned I had some guy send me his plan from another coach and it had these instructions like, you're only allowed to drink this much with your meals. And then between meals, I need you to drink this much. And then you, 
you know, shut it down and you only drink this much with your meals because it was trying to optimize digestion. Yeah. But I, I'm, I just completely disagree. I'm like, I don't yeah. care, man. I, I always digested better when I drank like plenty of fluids just all the time. Like it's from a guy that never really has any problems either, you know? Yeah. All right. Here's another one then for you guys. Got a question for the next one from Brandon. He says, could you do a full contest prep on just chicken and rice? Literally as few variables in the, in the equation as possible. It's been done a million times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's most of my preps. <laughs> like the vast majority of them, maybe add in oatmeal and egg whites, yeah. oatmeal, egg whites, chicken, rice, one vegetable, like throw green beans in. Yeah. And then just yep. get on the treadmill. Like done that a million times. I think you what know, he nailed in that question is, is the variables. You know, like you said last week, Ron, I think, was is, you, you realize that broccoli didn't go well for you. You yes. know, and I'm the same. Like, yeah. I did green beans every, I mean, very close to every single veggie meal my entire career because they didn't bother me. They tasted fine. And I could buy them in an extreme bulk. So it was like, all right, this works. Um, I, I really think that keeping the variables low makes life easy. If I'm feeling good, why would I change anything? Right. Yep. Low variables is a, is, is a, a great thing that I can't stress enough. Um, it, it, it makes it easy for you to, you know, you make one change and, you know, making one change at a time too is like another huge thing. Like I don't ever mm -hmm. say to people, okay, let's add cardio and pull out a cup of rice and let's drop in this and add that. And then, you know, like I try to not do that yeah. ever because yeah. it's hard, you know, it's hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. Which one it caused the uh, desired result. You don't even know. All right. I got a, here's a question of, for you. Yeah. Oh, I just was yes. going to ask this. What, what's the most amount of weight that you guys have ever dropped per week and still kept your strength and f weren't losing muscle and all that. Cause you know, a lot of people are afraid to lose more than, you know, three pounds a week or whatever. They have these numbers in their head, but what's your experience with like losing weight? If your strength is staying and your workouts are good, how, how fast have you seen that come off? I never, I mean, I, this is a, this is one of those things to me where, where sometimes people are, they're, they're looking for things to go wrong. You know, I'm losing a lot of weight. I must be, I must get weaker or, oh, you pull the carbs way back. I'm tired immediately. I'm like, why? That's not how it works. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think to answer the question, I never paid attention to how much I lost per week and even considered strength. Cause I think most people's strength issues are in their brain because they decide they're tired. I'm not eating enough. I must be tired. I mean, think about the last episode. Stu just said, my training was better when I was around 260. He's going to compete around 250. Think how close that is. And it was at 290 because he's cardiovascularly in shape, all these other factors. You know, I, I think there's nothing wrong with losing, you know, one to freaking five pounds a week if that's how your body's dropping. I consistently lost three pounds a week until I would stall out and then lose three more pounds for the entire last six weeks of the prep. Hmm. That never failed. Right. It would, Right. Dump out. I would drop from 310 to 
you know, 280 in literally what seemed like, you know, a month and a half, two months. And then it was like fight to the death for the last 10 pounds. Yeah. You know, over eight more weeks. So what about you, Scott? I don't have a number. I can't, I can't think of anything that was ever really dramatic. Um, but my, you know, I've had periods where my strength was lower and in, in other diets where it wasn't, but I think for me, some of that had to do with the way I trained. Cause I used to train with a lot of volume and it was hard mm-hmm. to keep that volume up for an extended period of time and still be strong throughout it. Um, I think when I went to getting more out of less, um, that, that it, 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 it never really was an issue, but it got me thinking about, I've even had people who I've who I've worked with that have had strength issues or pump issues just going to clean food. Like they're not used to eating clean and then now we're eating clean food and they've lost some like the cheeseburger water weight, you know what I mean? Like our goal yeah. is to maybe not even to to diet down. You know, maybe our goal is just to get on a clean diet and and like start recomping and growing. But, you know, you put them on, you know, rice or potatoes and they're like, oh, man, my, my strength's been way down. My pumps are terrible now. And and I really always have thought, my thought is at least it's got to be something to do. Maybe like if you're used to eating junk all the time and you need Skittles before your workout, maybe you're not, your insulin sensitivity kind of blows. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting <laughs> right. a lot out of rice. Because I'm thinking to myself, I know times that like I've only had one cup of rice for the entire day and I've gotten incredible hey. pumps in, in the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it takes it. There's an adjustment period. Yeah. And yeah. it's sort of the same. Like I notice it too, where I clean someone's diet up. And they're like, oh, man, you know, like they'll be eating 400 grams of carbs still. But they're like, I went hypo twice today. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you you probably went hypo because all the easy fuel has been removed. Like, (laughs) you know, you were eating like sugar with every meal, drinking double, double coffees and like all this crap. So your body didn't have to liberate anything for fuel. It right. just was totally no just getting gas, <laughs> just gas dumped on it at all times. And now all of a sudden it has to actually like liberate a, a fatty acid for fuel or something. God forbid, break up a long chain carbohydrate into sugar all by itself. <laughs> and, 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 and all of a sudden you're going hypo and it's just, there's just an adjustment period. And usually like a week later that stops because yeah, their yeah. insulin sensitivity improves and their body's like, oh, okay, we have to like, do this ourselves, I guess. <laughs> it starts like really you know, Skittles sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I mean, again, I'm not a scientist. Yeah, but you yeah. know, you know, that's the way I picture it too. Is, yeah, that you know. that makes perfect sense. But I still think there is a level. Um, now, you know, obviously, if if your if your insulin crashes, that's not that's not mental. You feel it. You're shaky yeah. and cold yeah, and whatever yeah. else. But I do think that on the flip, the I we we like to put things in our head like my carbs are low, I'm weak, or my carbs are low, I'm tired, my carbs are low, I'm flat. And you know, I told you guys about man six weeks ago, I decided I wanted to lose some fat and, and even lose some size. So I was like, I'm just gonna go keto because it's easy, yeah. and I'm lazy, <laughs> and that's just the easiest way for me to do it. And I've been having a quarter cup of cream of rice every day and that's my carbs 
That's it. And my pumps are out of control. The train, my strength is growing up. And the only downside is I got hungry. So I started eating more protein. And so I started putting on muscle again. I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm going, trying to go right. And you're forcing me left. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you're probably and then the only alteration. The only alteration I had to make was after about four weeks, I realized that I actually did need to punt that one day back in because I was getting a little like the workouts were a little meh by the end of the week. Yeah. So now once one, one meal a week, I'll have like a good hit. And then I started dropping weight quicker again. But, you know, point being is, is I actually knew I was like, okay, I'm probably going to feel a little shitty because I've been eating so bad for so long that just going straight to keto on a Tuesday, because I decided to, is probably going to hurt. It didn't. There was like nothing. I'm like, the only, the only beauty was I realized that at this stage of my life, my laziness overrides everything. And it's so easy to eat fat and protein. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Like carbs require like a large amount of substance to be eaten. Like it's like 17 bites to eat a meal and I move on with life. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to make more money, what, uh, eat less carbs. <laughs> what, 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 what proteins, what, what, what are your main proteins? What exactly are you using? I'm using whole eggs for breakfast. I do three uh, 93.7 um, ground beefs. For protein, and then I just add fats on top of it. I just prefer leaner ground beef. It tastes better to me. Uh, then I do one 12 ounce fillet a day, and then I do one iso surge with peanut butter at night. Okay, that's it. You know, but every meal is pretty stacked with fat. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I, I'm, I'm well over 100 grams of fat a day. Like well, well over. Right, right. But it did have me eating more because I was only eating like three meals a day before this. And now it's 10 ounces of protein every single time, six times a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's where the weight stopped going down and started going up again, but I was getting leaner and I was like, oh, that protein stuff really does work. I forgot about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got kind of a longer okay. one here and this is a follow-up. Do you guys remember we had a guy who said like his legs hurt really bad training is, is what he had said. Yes. Yes. Um, Took me a minute. He says, um, follow-up question for Dusty. He says, in my quest, yeah, in my quest, I think he was just trying to get my attention for you. Uh, In my question regarding DC training, he correctly stated that you don't use rest pause sets for spine loading exercises. Dusty said that if I am going, getting so sore from leg training uh, that I can't sleep at night um, or to, I should be uh, I should be proud that I train that hard. I would like to get everyone's opinion on it's just bodybuilding about it. Uh, if you could recover at all, if your legs ache so badly to sleep for a night or two, just a reminder, if I do more than two hard sets for legs, I can't sleep through the night. Uh, even taking Tylenol and ibuprofen. I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice sleep for gains if I can recover without sleeping, but my cognitive function is not existent. Dusty had said, um, you said your legs were sore, but that you didn't say you were growing. If I do more hard sets, then I will uh, miss even, uh, I will sleep even less um, then how will I recover and grow? Hmm. 
I just, I guess since it's targeted direct to, to me on the thing, it's not, it's not a badge of honor. It wasn't, you know, I think we either my delivery or his reception of it was a little bit off. Like I wouldn't suggest if you're already so sore, you can't sleep to increase your volume. That's insanity. Yeah. Um, but sleep is required to grow. I mean, if I could fix one thing in my career that would have made me drastically better, it would have been to figure out how to sleep. Mm. I didn't sleep my entire career. It's well documented by anyone who followed me. And now that I do, we were literally talking about this just the other day. I only get one type of therapy once a week now. I'm older and should be more broken. Hmm. Body feels great. I feel great. I'm still close to 280 pounds and taking TRT now. So way less gear, way less, you know, therapies, all those things are recovering better. Sleep was the thing that was missing in my career. So it's not to say that I'm, uh, I don't want to downplay the importance of his sleep, but there has to be a drawn line between you've got to be able to train hard enough to give the muscle a reason to grow and you need to be able to sleep. Also, you want to be careful. I, I, a big thing that I laugh about when people go to the gym, create inflammation from training, and then decide to take a bunch of ibuprofen when they get home. I'm like, don't do that. We want that there. I want that inflammation. You know what I mean? That right. inflammation Good is not inflammation. a bad word. I don't know why people use it in a bad way. Um, but he definitely needs to find a line between his volume and his frequency. That's that's where something is missing, and that's yeah. where I know he said DC training. He may need to adjust his DC training. It sounds like he's definitely going to an awesome dark place in his training, so maybe he does need to back down a set and see what happens because this that episode was weeks ago. You're still not sleeping, then you're absolutely sacrificing size. You would be better yeah. off to have less impressive workouts with more sleep. You'd grow more. What do you it's think, hard. Ron? It's hard for us, though. I want to jump in and say it's hard for us to really yeah. navigate this because it, what I think it would really take would be to hire you, Dusty, and then to see the way he trains, like actually have video of his sets and then talk yeah. to him in depth about how he's recovering and look at the diet. What's the diet doing? What are the variables? Right. Everything that goes into his entire life, there's so many pieces that we can't see, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely tough when you when you only have some of the information, because um, like you said, that, that there are a lot of things. But at the end of the day, what I would say is we have to find a way to sleep. Yeah, to make any of it yeah. matter. Another another thing too is, uh, you know, he's not saying if maybe he's doing like this crazy leg workout at nine o'clock at night, and then going home and trying to sleep. That's another factor too. Like, true is is. Like he didn't really give us the time of day he's training, you know, if he's blasting legs at noon. But he did say for like the next two days, night. like the pain so bad for yeah. like several days, it affects his sleep. So, yeah, you know, some people get more sore than others, too. That's like some people, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we all know bodybuilders that don't really, they say they don't really get sore. Like I've talked to guys like, I get sore. Like Ronnie Coleman. He said famously several times, he goes, I don't really get sore. You know, if I take a big break after the Olympia and I don't train for a few months, I'll yeah. get sore when I get back in the gym. But then it, then it goes away, you know? Yeah, and he like training Dorian everything hard sore. twice a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know? So yeah. soreness is- I never had a problem with soreness when, like, I mean, I shouldn't say never. Very rare that I'd get in bed and my legs felt restless because they hurt, you know, even in prep. Um, so yeah, that's that's- 
there's definitely something you got to figure out, you know, but you, you'll have to dig deeper because there, there's, we, we have to be able to get to sleep is the, is my final answer. Now how we get there is a, a lot deeper. Yeah. yeah. Is there something wrong yeah. with them health wise? You know, like I know that, so with the ibuprofen thing, uh, you know, that we, you know, we, the, the inflammatory process that happens from training, that's what builds muscle. Right. And, and that yep, if you're in a, a healthy clear. position, then that's doing the thing it needs to do. I guess there were studies done with geriatric patients that uh, they found the ibuprofen increased their growth because they had because too, they were too, too much, much inflammation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It so totally it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So who knows where where he's at with that? But yeah, I just wanted to make sure I got it up for him because he was from uh, Patreon, and we did have a couple more. We had one for Ron about drummers. And we had this one, I think, is directed at Ron, too. It's a list about why cats are awesome. He has three. They're wonderful pets. They take themselves to the bathroom. They're super loving. One jumps in his arms. Pretty cool. I do like cats as well. I'm just, I'm just, as a dog owner, there's a funny jousting that goes on. And I I enjoy a good, um, cats are inconsiderate serial killers reincarnated. I do enjoy a good meme about that sort of thing. You know, I still love, I still love that old, that, that old meme that went around of like the dog talking about his life in his diary. And it's like, you know, right. day 350, you know, my owner pet me today. I'm so happy, you know, all this stuff. And then they read the cat's diary and it's like day 614 of captivity. I tried to trip my owner on the stairs today to his death, but he didn't trip. Instead, he thought it was cute. You know, he took a picture and thought I was being cute. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll try to get him tonight when he comes down the stairs. There's another opportunity for a trip, you know, like just like scheming, scheming. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Ron, we, we have uh, Nikki had a cat when I moved here. So she obviously still has a cat and Harvey is obsessed with being his friend. Oh, really? The cat wants nothing to do. The cat wants nothing to do with him. And so it's an ongoing thing where I'll let Harvey come in the room and he'll sit right in front of him eye to eye and he just looks at him and then the cat will start. Yeah. And Harvey's tail gets going because he thinks they're playing. And he's like, all right, this is going to be fun. (laughs) I'm like, this is never going to end. He is never going to let you be his friend, no matter how bad you want to. And Don, on the other hand, just doesn't care that the cat exists. So I'm hopeful. There's, there's only been one swing so far. Charlie take, took a swing, which is the cat. But Harvey dodged it and then was mad at him and he barked at him. And he's like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, I thought we were becoming friends. So I'm hopeful, but I don't see it happening. So the upstairs is for Charlie and the downstairs is for the cats. Ah, that's funny. Yeah. I, I uh, follow an account on Instagram that... I can't remember. It's one of those accounts that, you know, I followed because it's cute dogs, but they have a big lab and then they have a cat and the lab always oh, like puts the cats. He, yeah. But the lab will lay with the cat will lay with the lab and the lab will put the cat's entire head in his mouth. Oh God. <laughs> like feel this, And, and he'll just hold it and like, you know, and then they're like, Hey, take that, take his head out of your mouth and he'll pull away. And then he'll lick the cat's head. Like, it's just weird. It's so funny the way they play, but you know, that's everybody's everybody who has a cat and a dog. They're hoping they get along. Right. Of course. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the hope. 
And uh, we had this comment. I feel like Dusty's beard is hitting a new PR. It's getting it there, was, isn't it? But I actually I yeah. trimmed it. I, I trimmed it over. I trimmed it finally because it got to the point, and I haven't actually even combed it today. But I would bother me the gym because I would look down like for a set. Yeah. And then by the time I'd look up, it was like moving <laughs> in directions, and then I'm in the gym like this. Like, come on. And I was like, all right, this isn't working for me. So I couldn't go. I couldn't go as far as I hoped hoped to, but. It's here's a question and this here's a question and this is really like digging deep i'm digging deep dusty on this one getting very personal very personal love it go dark is there any is there any just for men brushed in there at all or is oh that dude just that has to happen regularly for me no are you kidding me oh okay, this sucker is like this is like half gray if i commit but what i do okay. because okay this is my information through Nikki, not me. I don't know anything. But she always laughs when guys go like dark black because it's like your beard was never that color. It yeah. was never black. Right. You, yeah. You were never Bluto where it looks like it's painted on. Yeah, so yeah. So it says to keep it on for five minutes. And I use the dark brown. I don't use black even though my hair is technically black. Yeah. And I keep it on for two and a half minutes and take it out. That's why you had a little question mark as opposed to absolute fact. Yeah. The gray still shows and so does like other color. Because I, I have right. made the mistake before and left it too long. And you're like, that looks absolutely terrible. Okay. And you don't want to <laughs> do what? too thorough of a job, right? You, you don't, don't want to be too oh, perfect, no. uniformed. You don't yeah. brush no, it it's like totally this. into every hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. like the rest of my life. I rush through it. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I shaved mine off the other day, and when I was picking the clumps up off the floor, yeah. I was looking at them, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of gray, a lot more gray in there than I thought." Like you know, the unders, you know, when oh, you shave yeah. it, you get everything. The unders off, where it's right? at, it amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. Okay, yeah, I was a little gray. proud, a little worried. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one for Ron? Um, love the show, guys. Uh, I know that Ron is a bass and guitar player. But does he have any favorite drummers? Also would be interested in his views on the band The Police. Oh. Yeah, I got favorite drummers. Um, I always loved the drums. And uh, I've only sat down at a kit probably 20 times and just done like a 4-4 rock beat, you know. And um, and and I always wanted to learn the drums. And I, I told Emily, you know, uh, I think this room has enough square footage for a, like a small kit there you, you go know, get one of those electric kits so that i can play with headphones and it yes. doesn't like you know um so i would love to learn the drums and i would love to play um yeah favorite drummers i mean um i i mean i'm not like a, a wizard of knowing everyone's names of bands i don't listen to but i mean danny carey from tool uh danny carey from tool is like to me like as far as the music I listen to, that's about as complex as drums can get. He's yeah. got, you know, he's just an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable drummer. And um, and then also, too, like, I admire, I, I say this all the time, uh, I admire Phil Rudd from ACDC. And I admire how he knows his role. Like, his one of his best quotes is, you know, my job as a drummer in ACDC is to know when not to drum. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not, he's not, he's not, he says he, he never want, um, he never wanted to be a, a dental drummer. And, and the, and the, the interviewer goes, what's a dental drummer? And he goes, they're always looking for a fill, 
He said, like, <laughs> you know, you know, because ACDC is not the type of band where the drummer's going crazy. Like, like it's, 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 it's fucking right. locomotive. Two, four, two, four, two, four. Right. And the guitars are doing all the dancing. Right. Yeah. And, and it's the space, the space, the drummer creates the space, you know, they set the pace and create the space. And, and uh, so I always admired Phil because, you know, he, he knows his job is, is simple and technically, um, technically easy, but right. I mean, I, I tell people pull up, uh, pull up, let there be rock live. Cause that's the song ACDC always stretches into like the 17 minute mark. Cause it, Angus does that crazy huge solo. They always play it live. It's near the end. They always stretch it out. It's like between 15 and 17 minutes long, half the time. And you got Phil Rudd sitting on the kit doing that heavy pound two, four for 17 minutes, nonstop, perfect timing, like a metronome just holding it down, cigarette hanging out of his mouth the whole time. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, man, that cat's the coolest dude. He just, he knows his role. He doesn't give a shit about the spotlight. And that band can't happen without him. Like, you know, right. like, like without a drummer, a drummer who knows his role. That's what that hmm. band needs, a drummer who, who isn't afraid to just do all the dirty work, you know? Hmm. It's like the carpenter yeah. that, that, you know, the carpenter that frames a house, like, you know? If he's not good, like the house is gonna be shit. So, like, <laughs> and I always respected, uh, we're always respected that, that. So, yeah. And as far as the police goes, uh, Stuart Copeland um, would be the drummer from the police. And, um, and uh, you, you know, I mean, I'm not a police fan, but I respect them, you know, uh, as a band that did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they're a unique band. So I think Sting's cool, you know. But that's that's my thing. Good on the did, drums. Did you have um um like a theoretical question? I think you had a, some theoretical stuff. Oh yeah, I did. Good, I had a couple of those. To, good way to wrap things. Yeah, up. I got I got to thank uh, Jared Gray. He sent in. He sends me a bunch of stuff. Like he's always got the good theoretical questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So one of them was. <laughs> um, do we do the do the do the highest amount of money? What's the highest amount of money anyone ever offered to pay you for anything bodybuilding related, bodybuilding or non bodybuilding related, <laughs> or non bodybuilding? I think it's a little different. Yeah, I think someone offered me like five hundred dollars for posing trunks once, and I just thought it was so weird. I didn't answer the message, but you know, oh, wow. knowing what I know now, knowing yeah. what I know now, I would have gone to the post office. Yeah, you get a new yeah, pair of trunks for, you know, 50 bucks. For sure. Yeah. But I sent those for sure. No problem. No shame in my game at all. Hmm. I think it's 7.50. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll pull up the – he had a good one here. Let me just pull that up. All right. Um, okay, so this is a good one. Would you rather – this is a would you rather question. Would you rather go back in time 10 years to change one decision – or would you rather be able to look forward five years so that you can prepare and alter course if necessary? Are we talk, is it, this is just for yourself, right? Not the world? Yeah, just for yourself. Okay. I want to look hmm. forward. I'd be afraid of changing anything that would mean that I wasn't sitting here right now with you guys. Something I else. I could be doing I something be. else. I might be an investment banker. A lot worse. Who knows? 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it's actually funny though, because when, you know, I, I feel like when, when you answer that in that way, everyone's like, ah, that's what everyone says. But if you really look at your life, like I was sarcastically going to say, oh, I'd chew that piece of steak a little better. Yeah. Um, but in all actuality, I wouldn't because anyone who knows me well knows that th- since I didn't die, that was actually a good thing for my life yeah. and how I saw life and those things. So it's, it's, I, I guess I'm, I'm defending Scott's answer to anybody who thinks it's boring because it really is the way it works. If you, if you look at like bad situations and I'm like, yeah, but that, I needed that scenario to take place or I'd be right where I was. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to look. It, it would be interesting to do the opposite end of the spectrum, um, but then it would seem like a, a dangerous card to play if you know the future. You know, what if, I, I what know if, you, I've had people say that about death. Like, would you like to know when you're going to die? I'm like, oh, no. no yeah. No, no. What if you look forward five years and you're dead or you look forward five years and you're like you're in a cardboard box done back to your normal life? There's your there's your view of the future. And now you're like, well, shit, how did I get there? You would, You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, uh, they, they did what they wanted in the, with this, uh, this presidency. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just imagine, just imagine, like if you hadn't choked on that steak, Dusty, you wouldn't be in South Carolina right now. You wouldn't be with Nikki. No. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have the two girls in your life. You wouldn't have the cat upstairs. Yeah, Charlie. You have, couldn't live without Charlie. <laughs> you have Charlie. You wouldn't have the bikes. You wouldn't have your Sunday cruises on the bikes. You wouldn't have cigar time with your you know new buddies out there. You wouldn't have this view of, yeah. of life, and your financial situation would be different. You know, you wouldn't have put your mom in another house and brought her out close to you, and all that stuff. Like it, it's it's. I I think one of the the keys to being happy in life is is to understanding that none of it is separate. Like, right. You know, we think, oh, if I wouldn't have just, I wish I wouldn't have dated that girl. Right. But then that changes everything. And, and, and I, I I don't know what it was, uh, just a certain view of the world, or maybe it was the, you know, the movie butterfly effect. Like, remember how that movie sort of like changed how, yeah. Remember when that movie came out, it really actually sort of was the, it was a really great movie for kind of demonstrating how like you don't necessarily want to go altering shit because oh for sure like, just as much terrible new stuff can happen to you if you alter that one thing to be better you know and could be a gamble and I, I, could be a gamble like you know um you know like it, 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 you you don't want to put something you have back and draw again you don't necessarily want to yeah right go, right wanna, <laughs> you know like. You know, you, you you never know when you're gonna draw again and go, oh f- no, oh like yeah. And I just <laughs> I think I and I think that that's like very important because I don't know, like I, I don't have I don't have any like heavy regrets in my life where I lay it in bed at night going, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I mean, I've got embarrassing moments, things that, that were dumb mistakes I made, but I don't really have like regret. Yeah. And right. And, and and I I think that I think that's important. I think living with regret is very 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 heavy and and difficult and taxing on people. And I I think a lot of it can be let let go um because I don't think oh, it's sure. 
I don't think I don't think it's a reasonable way or rational way to live. You got to try to just make the best of where you're at now. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy deep on that, but I I think that regret is um partially a failure for us to see that. Like, you know, there's a lot of like if you could go back and change that one thing, it might make everything way worse anyways. So, I don't know. Well, plus you don't I'm have glad the lesson, you right? I mean, um, yeah, me too. But you know what's funny though is, is you you really don't though. Like, you know, I have things that I would say as an individual item, there would be regret to that thing. But at the same yes. to- token, because it happened, I didn't do that same action or whatever fifty more times. Because you go, yeah, oh, remember right. that time I I banished that person for the one thing, and I kind of regretted it. Okay, we're gonna give this person another angle, or you know what I mean, whatever that might be. And I think that that's that's a positive as well is when you can look at a situation that maybe you didn't handle perfectly and just go, okay, but what did I get from that so I can move forward? Because that's the that's the tool that you use that makes your life better. And without that air quote bad decision, you don't even know what it happened. You you couldn't enhance. You can't grow without it. You know, sure. it's like I remind bodybuilders all the time: on the other side of pain is growth. Well, that's in every area of your life. So stop avoiding pain. Just understand when you hit that pain, go, it's all right. Once I get on the other side of this, I'm going to, I'm going to grow and I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's a really important key to living happily. Like, um, I was watching a podcast about, they were talking about happiness. Like what is happiness? You know, like, is it just a chemical state Mm -hmm. in the brain? Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you just artificially be happy with, you know, well, we know some people try that, right? With drugs and alcohol, just artificially <laughs> sure. happy, right? And it, so it's not its not something you can just force. It, it has to be a, a state of understanding, you know, that, that there's no matter where you are in life, you still have to make sure you keep your eyes on all of the, the great privileges and stuff that you have. You know, I remember being broke super happy and and mm-hmm. I, I think that that's just maybe I was lucky enough to be you know able to mentally find like you know the good stuff to focus on we, we all know those people that can't seem to like we all know those people that that don't seem to ever acknowledge all the good stuff in their life we're like why like you know those people where we had a, we're losing some signal. Happy, here. We got all this. Great. And that's that, guys. Apparently, things are slowing. I thought down. that was just me. Is uh, that something's melting down over here, or something? The, the system fried. Oh, there we go. I, oh. I literally thought that was just me, Scott. I was literally texting everyone in my house to get off the. It's something's up here. I, I think there's a something happening. And so here. I looked down, and started texting, and then you of us. Yes. Here's here's Ron now. He's back. Well, Let's see if I can move us around here. I lost you. Yes, you. The whole thing was melting down. You were like in the oh, middle it's been of weird. Your- Something's weird. You were in the middle of your thing. We better close this though before I while we re- can. Remember? I don't remember. I guess 
And that's it, guys. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Plus, go to I Am Mutant. You can use your codes. Big Round 20, Dusty 20. And, of course, thank you to everybody who has supported the Patreon. These guys don't know it, but they're frozen right here. So we will just end it just like this. Thank you for watching. As always, guys, we always appreciate you. And leave us comments for the next uh, questions and stuff for the next episode. So thank you for tuning in. We will see you soon.